Hey guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow and Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. Guys, welcome back to the last episode of season one of the Grow and Go podcast. Man, it's been a wild, crazy, and just an awesome 15 weeks of just sitting down, talking with you or sitting with others and just talking about how to be the people we were created to be. You know, going back, we talked about failure and how we aren't defined by it. We discussed the power of kindness, which is really what makes our heart feel welcome and loved. And we talked a ton about how to love people who are different from us and people who are alike, very much alike with us. And for this last episode, I kind of wanted to make it, uh, here are some thoughts I have about finishing season one mixed with some, here's what we can do moving forward. But as we all know, there's no perfect way to start an episode of the Grow and Go podcast, like an embarrassing story of the week. Okay, so this week's, embarrassing story of the week really isn't like a one thing that happened. Okay. This was more so over the period of like four or five months. So on June 25th, 2009, yes, I know the day, uh, that was the day Michael Jackson died. And from that moment on, there was a part of me, uh, putting aside, you know, the legacy that he had of, you know, controversial topics, but the whole legacy of him just being this icon and being such a gifted musical individual, um, Somehow along the way, uh, from that moment he died, I guess I became the biggest fan of Michael Jackson in 2009, which was like when I was in fifth grade going into sixth grade. Um, and so during that time, it was, it was okay. So a little back, actually, I'm going to back up a little bit, but in that time there was a, like every year I was obsessed with one thing. So like in 2005, that was when Star Wars Revenge of the Sith came out. So from that point on, I was obsessed with Star Wars. 2006, that's when Rocky Balboa came out. So then I became the biggest Rocky fan. Uh, 2007, that was when like Spider-Man 3 dropped out or dropped. And then I suddenly became the biggest Spider-Man fan. So there was like this trend, <clears throat> this trend every year that I was obsessed with someone new uh, until I met Jesus and I became obsessed with him. But uh, <laughs> But... When 2009 hit, that was the year that I became obsessed with Michael Jackson. And the word obsessed, I'm not even I'm not even using that in like a lesser context. That's literally what happened. Like I became obsessed and don't worry, it was before I was saved. So um I was practicing idolism. But uh that was um it was a very weird time because all of a sudden I started watching like every documentary about his life. Um I like knew every Jackson 5 song I understood you know, the big beauty of the thriller music video. Like I became a huge fan of Michael Jackson in a matter of weeks. And I don't know why this happened because I didn't, I genuinely and definitely was not a fan beforehand, but there was a time in this, in this like four or five month range where I literally, like I said, I watched every pot or every documentary. Um, I listened to every song. That was the only thing on my playlist. Um, I, went as far as to order uh, bedazzled gloves and bedazzled socks so I could dress up like Michael Jackson. You know, I learned, I learned the moonwalk. I learned the dances that he did. Um, 
I even and it even got so embarrassing to the point where I brought these clothes and I brought these dance moves and I brought this whole mindset to school. And there was one day where <laughs> I was like in class and these kids and I was like, hey, you want to see something cool to these kids? And keep in mind, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm like 12, 11 years old. I don't know why I'm telling these kids. Just I was I was letting embarrassment happen. But there was like a time where like I looked at this kid. I'm like, hey, you want to see something cool? He's like, oh, yeah. And I like lifted up my pants and like showed him my bedazzled socks. And he's like, dude, what the heck? And like I like pulled out the the shiny glove and like put it over my mouth. And I was like, Shh, like don't tell anyone. I like had a fedora hat like he did. And like it was very, very embarrassing. And there was even one point where – um there was a video that me, my brother, and my brother's friend took of us dancing to "Beat It" by Michael Jackson, and we um, and we like put it on YouTube, un- unknowingly that it was going to be republished on this kid at my school's MySpace, and he was going to spread it around like wildfire, and uh, it was very embarrassing. And people knew me as a kid who was obsessed with Michael Jackson uh, until like sixth grade or until like seventh grade, and then everything died down, so we were okay. But it was very embarrassing, and to this day, um, I'm not that big of a Michael Jackson fan. I do respect his music. I have grown, um, but it was very awful because, like, who brings bedazzled clothes to school? <laughs> like, I don't know what I was thinking, but it was very embarrassing. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, okay, let's jump into the last episode, episode 15 of the Grow and Go podcast for this season, and man... I loved doing this, but there was a few things I also wanted to share. So like I said in the beginning, there were two avenues I wanted to take in this last episode of the season. And starting with the first half, here are some thoughts I have about finishing season one. And I, I, fair warning, I'm about to get really real for a second. So for starters, doing this whole podcast was and still is a little bit terrifying. Well, mostly at first. Um, and that came with the whole subject of feeling not good enough or wise enough to speak on just about anything. And most of this came from the preconceived mindset of, I don't have what it takes. You know, those thoughts that came into my head, like, well, what if no one listens to this, you know, and just thinks I'm trying to toot my own horn or trying to project someone I'm not, you know, what if people don't listen to this? What if people just ignore it? Heck, I even had the second mindset or the second wave of thought of what if people listen to this and they hate it? Like, literally, what if they resent it? What if I get this huge text from someone that just tells me I'm hypocritical or naive or just too less serious than what I hoped I shared deeply from, you know? Um, And to sum it up, I was a little bit of afraid of criticism, but in the wrong pretext. I was afraid of letting someone, whoever that was, to quickly write me off as someone who just likes to joke around or someone who doesn't think deeply. Because in all honesty... That fear kind of carried with me until recently. I've realized that if something is for God's glory, then it's for God's glory. And that sounds simple, I know. But if my whole reasoning for doing this podcast, this low-budget, almost nothing podcast, was to get traction for myself or boost my ego or to win their affection, then it will always fail because I'll always feel like I'm never going to meet the standards that I set. If it was about making my name known, then I'll quickly be disappointed when people don't listen or don't care, or even worse, criticize what I wanted to share. However, if it was for God's glory, why would I need to focus on 
any attention on what other people's opinions may be. If it is for God's glory, then it isn't for others' glory. If this whole podcast is to just shed light on some subjects and to share God's beautiful magnified worth, then I shouldn't have to worry about what other people are saying about this or what other people think about this because it doesn't matter. Jesus literally, I'm looking back on Jesus and he didn't even care if people liked him because he knew that not everyone would. And even the Pharisees, the most religious people of the day, the people who that most consider to be the closest to God, they despised and and hated him and they tricked him and made him look like a fool. But Jesus literally didn't care. Like he still did what he had to do. He still pushed forward. And even though he was mocked because of it at some points, he didn't care. It was, it was the boldest, courageous thing that he could do because he knew what he was after. So I'm really realizing that throughout this whole podcast, I don't need to worry about what other people think. Because if this is for his glory, he'll take it, no matter how messy, how funny, or how silly or ridiculous this may be. Because if it brings honor to his name, that's all that matters. If someone doesn't like this podcast or the show, well, okay, that's that's okay. Like I, I'm learning that I don't need to focus on the imperfect people's opinion of this show or of me. If it if God just takes it how it is and says, if it brings me glory, then it brings me glory. And it does bring me glory and it's good enough for me. And it even says in Romans 11 verse 36, it says, from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So criticism may come and it's inevitable. It will come. But Second Timothy 3 verse 12 says, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So there's no way around that. If I'm doing this podcast to make his name known and to live a godly life and to share what God is pressing on my heart to share and to do what God is calling me to do by sharing this, then if I get persecuted, that's all part of the plan. So matter, no matter how fluffy or how unserious this podcast may come off to some people, if it brings God glory, then that's all that matters and that's all that needs to be said. And maybe you're in a similar boat as well. You know, maybe with some project that you're working on or a book or a blog or, or, or something that is out there that people can see and critique or criticize on. And you might be wrestling with the same thing. And if it brings, but I'll tell you, if it brings God's glory, if it brings him glory, then it's enough. If it honors his name, we don't need to focus on whether people honor our name. It's all for his glory and he'll take it anyway. He'll take it every time. Because he'll look at what we give him and he'll say, yeah, that's good enough for me. Like I even picture um, this, the one lady in the New Testament who literally poured a bottle of perfume, which was worth a lot, um, but poured the entire perfume on Jesus's feet. And Jesus said, and it wasn't even like a big amount of perfume. It was all this woman had left. But Jesus said, I'll take it. Like if this brings me glory, then I will take it. So in the same context, the projects and the things that we do and what we work on and who, like what we invest our lives in, if it's all for his glory, he's going to take it every time. And we don't need to worry about if people take it because not every time, you know, some people may like this show, some people may not, but if he likes it and he does rejoice in it because it's for him, then he'll take it every time. So that, that can be our assurance. So uh, that's, that's what I wanted to say on that whole criticism aspect. But another thought I had throughout the season was how much I compare and how much comparison kills. And the whole subject started when I 
when this whole quarantine happened, I re- and I already had this podcast v- um, like right before quarantine and COVID, everything happened. And I noticed some other people started making podcasts too. And I was kind of like, oh man, like I wanted people to listen. You know, there's this part of me that was like, oh man, I wanted people to listen to my stuff. And now everybody has a podcast, you know, like I wanted to like stand out and then everybody just kind of like jumped in and did the same thing. And, uh, and it was kind of like, it was like an un, it was kind of a dumb thought because I'm like, no, if they're doing, taking this opportunity to do what they're called to do, uh, via through a different way, because we can't have church in person and we can't do things in person. Like, why should I be upset if they're doing it a similar way that I am? You know, like the whole subject started when I looked at other people's end products and saw mine is not there yet. Or even if they started a podcast and they had better equipment, um, I just kind of had this like kind of degrading self of like, oh, you, yours is not good enough. And in all honesty, this is a really self-driven goal because if my goal is to one day be at the top, you know, hypothetically, I'll never get there. Comparing my podcast to bigger Christian leaders or churches podcasts isn't going to help anyone because I'm sure of two things. One, that that church may even be comparing themselves to another church's podcast as well. And two, that our goal is not to be above each other. Um, I think of Abraham Lincoln and how he once said, um, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So if I'm over here recording my podcast on this phone uh, while having a stack of books in front of me just so the microphone can reach my mouth, complaining about how much good equipment this other podcast has, it's just a useless fight and a useless complaint. We are not in competition with each other. And sure, I'd like to have better equipment just as anybody else. And sure, I'd like to have better viewpoints on different topics. But if it brings glory to his name, I don't need to focus on the other names. And I've had to tell myself, God loves God loves my dumb looking setup. Like God loves the fact that this stack of book books is in front of me and this microphone is a few inches away off my phone. And he says, I love that. It brings me glory. I, I love that you're doing that. I've had to let God press on my heart to tell me, dude, you got all you need to make my name known. You don't need this Newman U87 microphone to tell people about who I am. You don't need a huge audience or a huge following to speak into people's lives and to speak on what I'm sharing in your life. You like, I don't need to have everything to do that all God has called me to do. What you have now is all you need to do, all you need to do. And that's really helped. And if you're comparing your starting project to someone else's finished product, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll compare, but you don't have to. God may have equipped you with the best stuff that you need to make the most beautiful piece of art, but he has given you the idea and the drive to make it happen. And you don't need to, you don't need the fanciest paint to draw a picture of his beauty. And you don't need the fanciest camera to take pictures of his work. What you have now is all you need to do all you need to do. God will handle the rest. The last subject is focused around calling. Now, calling seems to be this big word that we throw around in our Christian groups or Christian circles or whatever. And we say stuff like, this is part of my calling. Or we ask questions like, what do you think God is calling you to do? Like, what's your calling? That's that's the word that we just throw around almost mindlessly, calling. Like, what's your calling? What are you called to do? And do you know your calling? And if you don't, that's Okay. Because I sometimes think we confuse calling with career at times. Like we say, I graduated, so now I get to fulfill my calling. 
But in all reality, in all actuality, we're just beginning the career that took us X amount of years to work for. You know, careers are important. And I could say that God sees yours and my future career as important as well. But God delights when we choose a career and stick to it. And he, I think he delights when we realize what our calling is. And our calling is not our career. That's two separate things. Our calling is to serve God, love people, and be who he made us to be. So first part, serve God. The calling we have is to serve God, whether that's by doing that through volunteering or through reading and worshiping. Uh, serving God does not mean we have to join uh, Awana, kids ministry, youth ministry, and lead worship while passing around a tithe basket and shaking hands with everybody all at the same time. You know, these are all good things and good acts of service, but serving God should be more personal than that. Our calling to serve God is based on listening to his guidance, following his commands, and ultimately bring us lasting joy and being ready to do what he wants us to do whenever he presses on our hearts. That's serving God. Our calling is also to love people, people who are like us and people who are not, to treat others with respect and not discount anyone's opinion just because it's different from ours. To not coin people or to corner them into something that they're only 7% ready to give their whole lives to, but to be patient and kind, compassionate and understanding, you know, slow to speak, quick to listen. Our calling is to love people. And lastly, our calling is to be who God called us to be. You know, I want to be a youth pastor. That's kind of the goal for school right now in regards to college and stuff. The, that's the opportunity I want to be involved in. But being a youth pastor or striving to be one is not me being who God called me to be. You know, God called me to be Tanner, to be real with where I'm at, to be honest about my struggles and what I'm wrestling with, to be loving to myself because God loves me. And God called you to be you, not your goal-oriented career role, but God called you to be loved. God calls you to be you, not someone else. And I've realized that me not yet a youth pastor or in the role I want to be is who God wants me to be. And I don't have to be, I don't have to have an associate's degree to, to be who God created me to be. And I don't have to check every box or meet every criteria or fulfill everyone's expectations of me to be me. I could be me because that's who God called me to be. And you can too, just be you serve God, love people and be who God called you to be. So to wrap up this episode, I want to give challenge of the week, uh, which is this. Be you. Write down everything that is you, not what people expect you to be or what you expect yourself to be, but be you because God made you the way you are for a reason. Some things I would write down about myself would be Tanner is caring. Tanner loves people. Uh, Tanner wants to work on seeking to understand rather than being understood. Tanner wants to invest invest in people's lives. And Tanner wants to boldly and confidently encourage people regardless of what people think. So guys, season one has been great. And I'm looking forward to sharing season two very soon. Um, In a few weeks, I'll drop a teaser episode for season two and explain the whole concept, what season two is going to look like, because I think it's really going to encourage us. I think it's really going to be an awesome season where we just sit down with people and just talk. And I feel like these conversations coming up are going to be really really awesome. And it's really going to help us grow. So until then, be safe, be loved, and be who God created you to be, which is you. We'll see you guys later.